So I noticed that you used the watermelon emoji again as a reaction to <laughs> to me letting you know I was coming and getting ready for the podcast episode. So I mean, that... dude, I just I don't know what it is, but there's something that like intrigues me to that watermelon emoji <laughs> reaction. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what it what type of reaction it means. <laughs> But it's kind of cool to see, you know, going through the, the messages and then seeing just a watermelon emoji and then a one right next to it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, what's up, guys? Welcome back to our podcast, Jesus Chats. We want to uh, thank you guys for the amount of people that tuned into our very first episode. So thank you for that. But uh, welcome to episode two. I'm Josh. And I'm Nat. And we're just super grateful and feel super blessed that you guys have been tuning in and uh, we're ready to <laughs> kick off our very second episode ever right yeah. here. Yeah, we hope you guys enjoy as much as we enjoy making these. And so uh, today we, we kind of wanted to kind of keep the same thing of love that we had from the first episode, but take it take it up a notch. and. Kind of see what what is it that God has in store for us? What is God's will in our lives? So a few weeks ago, our youth group, PV Youth, we were talking about testimonies and something like I know this question of what, what does God have in store for me? What's God's will in my life was pretty prevalent in everyone's testimony. Like, you know, when when we start to ask the question and getting to the point where we can like the, to the actual story of our testimony, the actual outcome of our testimony, it all starts with that question. Even if you don't really think about it, about, you know, what is God's will in my life? I know I myself, that that's something I struggled with. and something I asked a few years ago. And I know you, like you, you've experienced the same thing now, like in your own testimony, <laughs> you, you also had that same question you were asking God. And, you know, I always, I would always ask, even though, you know, I grew up in the church, specifically in the Adventist church. I was very active in the church. And even, even so, I, I didn't really know what I was in. Like, I knew about God. I, I knew he, I know he exists and stuff. But I always ask, like, oh, God, you know, what am I supposed to do? What's my purpose here? What do you want me to do for you? And so I know this question is very prevalent in a lot of people's minds and, and thoughts. And so we wanted to kind of touch up on that with this episode and see what is it, you know, what is it that God actually wants for us? No, yeah, definitely. And it's a lot of the times it can be very frustrating just kind of waiting to see like what God's will is for us and where he's leading us in our life. It's funny because I have been talking about this and it's something, a topic that has been coming up a lot, like just not being patient enough or not enjoying the journey, but just rather trying to get to the end point, trying to um, figure out what it is that God wants for us, right? But it's so important. Um, and God tells us a lot that to enjoy the process, to trust him throughout the process. Like we know that he's going to lead us to a good place. We know that wherever he takes us and whatever our destiny is, like, it's going to be something good. So we know that he has our back. So we just need to trust him through the process. We need to enjoy the journey 
until we get there, until it's time to fully fulfill that will that God has for us. And I, I find it very interesting that, you know, at one point in, in our lives and in our spiritual journey, per se, we, when, you know, in, in my own case, in my personal case, whenever I ask this question to God, you know, God, what is it that you want from me? What is it that I'm meant to do for you? Mm-hmm. At one point, it's like, I don't, I don't know what it is. But the moment God gives me that answer, the moment God gave me my answer, it was, to me, it was super obvious. It was super simple, you know. Like, I got the answer. And I knew what I, what I was going to do with it. I knew where I was going to go with it. I knew exactly what God wanted me to do. And <laughs> that's the beauty of it is even though I had so much doubt, the moment God gave me the answer, it was like a moment of me just sighing in relief and me like, of course, like this is it, you know, like this is, yeah. this is what God wants for me and this is what I'm going to pour myself into. This is, you know, this is exactly what I needed to hear. That's the cool thing is, yeah, I, I might not know at one point and I might not be able to trust what's going on. But the truth, like you said, is I have to trust God through the process and I'll find out exactly what that is. And we kind of want to help you guys, you know, you guys listening, kind of give you guys like the little push towards what it is it that God is trying to tell us because it's an it's the it's an answer that I believe kind of envelops all of our own answers answers that are going to be given to us and I know there's a few of you that like I know for myself I'm a very impatient person or like I like to know things like if someone's gonna tell me something like if someone says like I have mm-hmm. a surprise for you or something I'm like I need to know what that is like I all just don't like the suspense yeah like I don't like that suspense and I felt like that's kind of how I felt with with God like when I was asking God God like what is your purpose for my life I was a little anxious and you know I kept on just whining it right away but we just need to remember it's all in God's timing like we need to make sure that we take all of our timing and everything set aside and we just truly try to pay attention to God because then if not we totally miss it we're over here like stressing about it and everything and God's like why are you stressing like I'm not stressing like I know I'm gonna take you down this great path like if you just stick with me if you just um stick to my word and just just listen to my word and follow it like I'm gonna lead you through the right path and path sorry um and it's like it definitely helps controlling that impatientness that you know we feel because I know for me like yeah I'm pretty impatient like I'm like I need to know I need to know but then after like it just kind of helps you again, like just trust the journey to enjoy everything while while you get to that end point. So it's also, yeah, it's also a relieving. And I also feel like it's very easy to, you know, in the in the moment when, especially when you're doubting and you you don't know if you, if God will even give you an answer, you don't know if there is an answer. It's very easy to to not just like lose oneself but to just focus on something else completely that isn't god or isn't god related and it's easy to find the wrong answer in the wrong places mm. by believing or by thinking that there is, that god doesn't have an answer for you 
which is the sad part, you know, it's, it's, it's the devil yeah. tempting us saying, nah, bro, I got your answer over here. You know, look at this. This is so much cooler than what God is, is it's more cooler than who God is. It's more cooler than what God's going to tell you. Like I got you over here, but it's a trap. And sometimes sadly we fall for it by thinking, mm-hmm. you know, I can find my answer over here or by being tempted by the devil be just like trying to show us the wrong answer, but we take it as the right answer because of what it makes us feel. Definitely. And yeah, you bringing that up, is just like a lot of the times we encourage people to, when, when they need advice, when they're in that moment of feeling stuck, they feel like God's not responding to them. We just say, hey, like it's all God's will, like it's all God's time. But yet like when it comes to our life, we feel like, that doesn't apply to us we're like or we try to tweak it and be like well like god hasn't really given me any like direct direct signs so maybe god wants this for me when in reality that's like <laughs> probably for this what god wants from us like that's not even close to what he's trying to say to us so it's it can be a very dangerous game because a lot of the times we just we just put our feelings and our emotions in front of it and we're like okay but like this makes me temporarily happy, right? So God would want this for me when God's like, no, I don't want you to be temporarily happy. I want you to be happy forever. So your will is not going to be that, but it's going to be something different, something better over here. And again, that's just with waiting and really trusting God in the process. This, this kind of reminds me of a, a picture I see every now and then on social media and, and the internet. This, this picture, I'm pretty sure you've seen it. There's this, like, this little girl holding a very small <laughs> teddy bear. And Jesus is like kind of crouching, holding an even bigger teddy bear, asking for the small teddy bear. You know, like, it, it, it reminds me so much of that because we're holding on to these things that we believe are right for us. In this case, you know, if I don't know, if, if, I'm, if I don't know what my will is, and I think I can find it elsewhere. For example, I can think I can find it in the world. Jesus is over here, you know, being like, no, bro. All that bad stuff that you're taking in right now, give it to me. I'm going to give you something better. You know, something you can't see right now. But once mm-hmm. you receive it from me, it's going to be so much better and so much greater than what you think you have right now. And it's that difference of what I believe is right, right in front of me. You know, what I believe is true for me. I yeah. I really can't decide what is better for me, what's worse for me, other than what God is telling me is better for me and what's worse for me. And if I don't know what is coming to me in the future, there is no better place to go and no better person to trust in than God himself. Definitely. And that brings us into our first verse of the day, actually, Romans 12, 2, and it says, do not copy the cut. Cu- the behavior and customs of this world but let god transform you into a new person by changing the way you think then you will learn to know god's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect definitely yeah it just goes back again to not letting the world decide or letting us think that we know what our will is when in reality god's the only one who can tell us what our what his will is for us and what's truly right for us because yeah again the devil and the enemy they try to um 
take us away from God and they'll throw anything at us, whether and it can be some things that we don't expect, but they will use anything just to take us away from God and to keep us from figuring out what God's will is for us. Because at that moment, that's when, you know, they start losing that grip on us. They, they, sorry, (laughs) they feel like they have no power over us anymore. Right. So they try to do everything that they can to take us away from that. But here God says, we can't, we can't copy the world's behaviors and customs because then we're not going to be able to find what God is truly trying to say to us. Whenever I think about, god's will in my life and what that means for me you know i always go back to something i always hear you know keeping busy is one of the best things you can do whenever you're at like a low point whenever you don't know how to move forward and in in this case in this topic you know god's will as we're gonna kind of as we're gonna find out more a little further down in this conversation kind of entails kind of kind of connects to that you know where it 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 will it'll mean it'll take some action for me you know it'll take something for my part mm-hmm. once i find out what that is and uh, i i believe the beauty of that is you know i'm so worried right in the moment where i'm doubting what god's will in my life is i'm so worried about myself i'm so worried about where i'm going to be where i'm going to go mm-hmm. i'm so worried about what's going to happen to me and once we realize, you know, once we stick to God, like Romans says, and God reveals what his will in our lives is, we're going to see that I don't have to worry about myself. You know, if I'm fully committing to God, if I'm fully immersing myself into God, one of the beautiful things that comes from that is God is the one that takes care of me. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about myself. Because the all-powerful, the all-knowing, the all-loving is the one that's taking care of me. And I want that to lead us into our second verse for today. John 21, uh, verses 15 to 17. I'm going to read it real quick. Starting on verse 15. 15, sorry. After (laughs) breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said. You know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. I love this this little exchange between Jesus and the disciple Peter, because this this comes after you know Jesus was crucified and was resur- and resurrected, and he met up with his disciples again. And I, I remember when when Peter and Jesus are initially having a conversation before Jesus is crucified, and Peter's over here saying like, "Yo, Jesus, bro, you know." I'll die with you. I'll, I'll fight with you to the end. You know, he's basically <laughs> proving his loyalty to Jesus. And what Jesus tells him is, you're going you're gonna to deny me. You know, you're going to deny me that night. When you hear the rooster crow, you will realize that you will deny me. And Peter's over here, you know, saying, 
no, dude, there's no way, you know, there's no way I'm going to do that. I love you too much. And as we know, you know, later on in, in the Bible, it says that Peter did deny him. And he, he did realize after the rooster crowed that he denied Jesus. And I can only imagine the kind of despair and sadness that Peter went through realizing, you know, Jesus told me this was going to happen and I did it, you know, like his convictions, he thought his convictions were set on, he was never going to deny Jesus. There was no way he was going to do it. But the moment it did, it all went away. You know, all that confidence in himself, all the belief that he truly loved Jesus, he, he probably felt like that just drained out of him. And here, Jesus turns that situation around, kind of overriding what Peter did, and instead asks him three times, do you love me? And each time Peter says, you know I love you. He says, then feed my sheep, take care of my sheep, you know. Mm -hmm. And I find so much beauty in this, because what what this is essentially telling Peter, what Jesus is essentially trying to tell Peter is, If you do love me, then you will take care of my sheep. Peter doesn't have to worry about himself. Peter doesn't need to worry about his health, his well-being. He doesn't have to worry about anything that has to do with himself. Because Jesus is taking care of him. So Jesus doesn't say, do you love me? Then take care of yourself and take care of others. No, that's not what he tells Peter. He tells Peter, Take care of my sheep. One mm-hmm. single, simple goal. Take care of my sheep. Yeah. And that's, that's a daily reminder that we all need. We need to remember that we just need to humble ourselves down and help others because it's, it's so important that we show love and we, we give that hospitality to God's people. Um, and it's so important. It's like, we need, yeah, again, we need to stop worrying about ourselves and, um, oh, I need to figure out what God wants me to do. I need to figure out what God's desires are for me. And it's like, God's telling us like, whoa, take a moment. Like, don't stress about it because I'm, I'll worry about that. Like, I'll take care of that. All I need you to do is to look out for my people, to, to give them love, to give them, um, to give them that wisdom that I've given you. And it's, it's a reminder that we all need. And I I love how you had mentioned to me earlier, you know, this is something that doesn't just, it doesn't just tell me what I need to do. You know, this isn't (laughs) just, this obviously starts from Jesus telling us, you got to take care of the people around you. Or in in other words, you got to love the people around you. As we saw in last, in our last episode, you know, there's so much that we can give to others from what is given to us by God, by Jesus, pouring into others, pouring into them, helping them out in their situations, in their experiences, in their own life journeys, being able to be there for someone and pouring out wisdom to them that only comes from God, only comes from Jesus into us. And it all gets encompassed into the single into the single mission, into the single will of Jesus saying, Take care of my sheep. Yeah, and it's like 
it definitely is a like a weight lifted off of you when you help someone in need it just makes you feel that much better like I know there's been times where like I've been so stressed about things um and then we would do um cares with huddles it's like where we would go out and we do community service um and one specific time we went to go out um and we fed the homeless we made them like little lunch um sacks and everything and then we would give them out and just like seeing their smiles and seeing like everything like just how happy they were and how grateful they were like just made me feel so much better and made me feel more calm just knowing that I was able to help someone out that I was able to put aside everything that I was going through um all of that stress and anxiety and just help someone that needed it and it you know that's one of the one of the great ways to be able to help others is through community services through through being available to these people that are in need that need help and it also Mm -hmm. it also extends to our own friends and our own family you know, we have friends that we know and family that we know that go through tough situations in life. And maybe it's something that we've gone through that we can help advise on. Maybe it's something that we haven't, but we, you know, God gives us the ability to feel empathy towards others and, and be able to feel others' pains. And it's all about asking God to illuminate us in the best ways to help others to 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 pour out God's love and and everything that we have received from him to others. And by receiving, I mean, you know, receiving God's love, seeing how God loves us, going through the Bible and realizing that the entire mission of Jesus here on earth was to help those, you know, help his children that needed him to, to, to lead people on the right path. You know, people that had strayed away from his teachings mm-hmm. about love and, and obedience to him and, bringing them back and that's something that he calls to us to do you know if 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 i'm stuck if i stick with god then he's the one that will take care of us and that's how we can then not worry about that but instead we have so many people around us every day co-workers friends family people we see on the street people we randomly see at the mall at a store at a restaurant that we can do something for, that we can help, that we can show God's love to them. Maybe not so much right now because of Corona, but you know, there's mm-hmm. we still have those little interactions here and there, and with even through a text or a phone call, there is ways yeah. that we can do that, and that's something that that Jesus wants us to do. You know, he he's telling Definitely. us, take care of my people, take care of my sheep, just like he takes care of us. Yeah. Yeah. And it also helps give you that mindset of being grateful for what you have and being grateful that sometimes what we're what we're going through isn't that extreme, but rather like we just overthink things. And it just kind of like when we're helping others that are in need and stuff like it just makes us take that step back and be like, wow, I really do need to thank God that I have a roof over my head, that I have people that I can go to. Um, So it's like, that definitely helps too. And it like makes you realize like, okay, I don't really need to stress about this because I already see that my God has given me so many wonderful things. He's already blessed me with so many things that he will help me in this, in this 
um, little storm that I'm going through. And I think it's really easy to, you know, when when you're realizing or when you when you realize what you have and, you know, that God has you exactly where he wants to have you. I, I think it's easy to fall into this mentality of of thinking that I know what I need, thinking that I know mm-hmm. what I want, what I should have, what I shouldn't have. And that's, that's another mentality, like what you were reading in Romans, you know, that's, that's something from the world that doesn't come from God. And yeah, it's easy to fall into that type of mentality, I believe. Yeah. Um, and also just the fact that like, there, it can, you can feel pressure because there can be everyone else around you that they're figuring it all out, that they know that God has shown them what their purpose is and what his desires for their life are and you feel pressured or you feel like you're falling behind because you don't know but again it's all God's timing it all comes at his perfect timing not when we think it's the perfect time but when his is and actually I did just see like a post on Pinterest I love Pinterest um (laughs) (laughs) yes they have so many great posts um but there was one where it says sometimes we just need to realize that we were not at our destination or we can't move forward quite yet because God is still preparing other people that are involved in our purpose and that are involved, like that are supposed to help us. And that helped me see some things a little different. It's like, Oh wow. Like, yeah, there are some people that are going to help us as well. And like, maybe they're not there yet and God's preparing them to help us out. So it's like, that's also something else that we need to think about because there are other people that are involved as well. And the thing is, you know, we all don't get the exact same answer mm-hmm. to, in this case, you know, in, in this topic, we don't all get the same exact answer from God about what his will in our lives is. For example, you, your testimony is all about God's calling to you to become a pastor. To yeah. me, you know, my testimony was about God giving me my answer. You know, his will for me was music and worship and utilizing that to be able to to show God's love to others. And so even though it's the same premise of that's God's will in our lives, it's not the same for you. It's not the same for me. It's not the same for every for all of you guys listening, you know. We won't get the same exact answer. And that kind of takes me back to a story in the Bible with um Jairus how his daughter was sick and he went to look for Jesus. And you know, at some point he gets Jesus to actually follow him to his house. And in, in the middle of that journey, you know, there's a woman who has been have, who's, who was having a, a bleeding problem in her body for 12 years. I, believe, I think it's, if I remember correctly, it's 12 years. Yeah. And just by touching the robe of Jesus, she was healed. And Jesus stopped, you know. It, I always find it crazy how, you know, Jairus in the moment, I believe he was, he just wanted Jesus to hurry up to get there to heal his daughter. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden Jesus stops and, she's, and he's like, who touched me? You know, like I, I believe if I was Jairus and I heard Jesus say, who touched me? I, I probably would have gone off and been like, bro, you have all these people around you and you're talking about who touched me. 
you know, yeah. like you, you, you don't just have 12 disciples right now following you. You have a whole crowd of people following you, bumping into you. And you're asking, who touched me? Dude, I need you to hurry. You know, my daughter is dying. And he stops. And the cool thing I, I, that of, of this story is Jairus witnesses a woman that he doesn't know get her miracle while Jairus is waiting for Jesus to do a miracle for his daughter. Mm. And I think that correlates very well with this because when we're waiting for God to give us an answer in this particular case about what his will in our lives is or what God wants to do with our lives. And like you said, we see other people getting that answer. We, we see other people being used by God and we're doubting about, is there something I can do for God? You know, asking God, yeah. what, what, what am I going to do? You know, what's my answer? And just like Jairus, we see other people getting their answers and getting to serve God. And we might feel anger in the moment, pain, disappointment over the fact that other people are getting it and we might feel like Jesus is ignoring us. But mm -hmm. the cool thing about this is, you know, this woman got healing, but Jairus received resurrection for, her, for his daughter. Mm. So we don't get the exact same thing other people get and we don't get it at the same time that other people get it. Because who are we to decide what the right timing is and what the right answer for us is? When God is the one that's all-knowing, God knows when the right time is and God knows exactly what it is that we need and Definitely. when we need it. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, something that you brought up um, was like, yeah, he was, um, Jarvis, he was probably upset that, you know, she got her miracle beforehand. And it's like, a lot of times we do that too. We get upset or we get jealous that someone is experiencing, you know, their miracle that God is, that God is showing them um, their path for his desires, right? For their life. And instead of getting mad and jealous of those people, rather we should um, praise with them. We should uplift them, be like, wow, this is amazing. Like, I'm like, we should be happy that God is working in their lives rather than God not working in their lives. And that's something I feel like we don't do often enough. And we need to do that more to uplift people when they receive that calling from God. And there's, again, there's another post on Pinterest that I saw. It's like, we need to praise God in every um, in every season of our life, and it's so true. And even in those moments of stillness, we need to praise God, and we need to praise God with others when they're going through a great season. This talk about witnessing others receive their answers and their miracles, and us waiting for ours—you know—it's just to to instill that confidence in everyone that mm. God will answer you. God will give you your answer. He gave me my answer a few years ago rather than in my teenage years. You know, I was, I want to say 22 when I was convinced of God's answer in my life. Nat, 
you're you're in high school right now and you got your answer mm-hmm. i i could have gotten jealous and say well god where were you when i was in high school you know where was my answer then why did i have to get it until later but the truth in the matter and the fact is that god's timing is perfect mm-hmm. you'll get your answer that is a guarantee because god doesn't leave his people behind god doesn't leave his people hanging He's going to give you that answer. And what we just saw here, the way, you know, Jesus giving Paul an answer to a question that he asked Paul, you know, do you love me? His answer to Paul was, then take care of my sheep. And Paul, sorry, not Paul, Peter. I think Paul, but Peter. (laughs) Peter went on to receive the Holy Spirit. And on his first sermon that he did with John, baptized thousands of people and he went on to travel the entire roman empire and Mm. preached to so many people that were convinced of jesus and and his truth and his love you know peter went on to do exactly what jesus had told him to do which was to take care of his sheep and he did miracles in the name of jesus to those that needed it yeah in his way you know his his answer even his answer and what he went on to do is different to what I'm to what God is telling me to do and what God is telling you to do. You know, we're all getting our own answers, but it all boils down to the same thing of taking care of others and loving others God's love. And it's so important that it's you know that all of our answers lead back to this single premise. It's so important that I want to read Matthew 25 verses 32 to 44 to show how important it is that we actually take this to heart and take care of others so i'm going to read these verses starting with verse 32 it says all the nations will be gathered in his presence and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats here we can see that jesus refers to his people his children as sheep just like he did with with Peter. Uh, Verse 33, he will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of these one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Mm. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry, and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty, and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked, and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick, and in prison, and you didn't visit me. 
Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth, when you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. Hmm. This goes to prove the point that there is so much importance behind helping others and being there for others to the point where it, Jesus considers it to be doing the same act that we do of helping others in need. He compares that to us doing it to himself. That's the importance of helping others. And it's not about, you know, now that, I, for example, if I read these verses and I'm like, oh, so all I have to do is go and do good things for others. That's me just trying to justify through righteousness my actions. But the key thing here is Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? He asked that question first. And when Peter said yes, that's when Jesus said, take care of my sheep. If Peter had said no, I bet you Jesus wouldn't have told him, then take care of my sheep. Because it takes love first. Mm. Love to God to do this. So we can't use this as, as an excuse to say, so if I do good things, I'll be saved. No, that's not the point. The point is, when you love God, you will do these things naturally. Yeah. And that's what God wants for us. That's how God wants us to act. This is how God wants us to be. This is what God wants us to do. And this is who God wants us to be on this earth. Is someone who can help others because of our love to God, to Jesus. It's so important that when we do that, we don't just do it because we'll be like, okay, God will check that um, off our list that I helped someone. But rather, when we do help someone, when we offer hospitality to someone, it needs to be genuine. Um, I think we read this verse um, in our last episode, but it's actually like right here on the same page where the other verse was in Romans. Um, Romans 12, 9, and it says, don't just pretend to love others, really love them and hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other and never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. So it is so important that when we help others and when we humble ourselves down, that we need to realize that we're not just doing it just to reach salvation, but rather because we have so much love in our hearts from our amazing God that we want to spread that out to people, that we want to have them experience what we're experiencing because it's a wonderful feeling. And it's like you're overfilled with joy. You're overfilled with love. And it's like, it's, it's, um, what's the word? Like it out it like pours out of you like it just automatically like yeah like you were saying it like, overflows it, yes it overflows out of you automatically because you are so close to the lord and you hold him so tightly it, it takes me back to a uh, one of our our sabbath school meetings with our youth pastor pastor Leif. shout out to pastor Leif real quick 
Um, hello. <laughs> um, he gave this illustration where he was filling a cup with water. And he was saying, you know, we want to be filled. We yearn to be filled. And, and feel, you know, happy, feel peace, feel, feel joy, feel love. And the only way we can be filled, truly filled, like, you know, truly filled is with God and God's love. And God's love is what will fill our cup. Mm -hmm. And we can't, we can't show that to others and we can't give that to others. First of all, if our cup isn't full. But the way we do that is by, like you said, overflowing with all everything that God is giving me and all of that will extend to the people around me. Mm -hmm. And I, what I like about that illustration is I'm not filling myself. Meaning, I'm not taking care of myself. God mm -hmm. is the one that's filling my cup. Meaning, God is the one that is taking care of me. So, because God is filling me and taking care of me, everything he's giving me, I can overflow and give that to others. Show that to others, you know. Yeah. Push everything that God has given me into others so that they can experience the same thing that God is doing in my life, in their lives. That's the beauty of this. That is the, you know, that is scratching the surface of what God's will in our lives is. Is being able firstly to receive and to love God, to be able to then extend that to all the people around us. And by doing that, we are doing exactly what God wants us to do. And like we said earlier, it's not the same answer for each of us. You know, <laughs> like, like, like we said about ourselves, that you're being called to be a pastor. You're going to preach and lead to others. God mm -hmm. is telling me I need to use my music and my worship to pour to others. And that's what I'm going to do with my music and my worship. And yeah. each of us is going to get a different way and a different answer and a different method. But at the end of the day, it's going to all lead back to pouring Jesus into others and taking care of those around us that need it. Because Definitely. by doing that to others, we're also doing that to Jesus. And he takes that as us doing that to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and something, yeah, something that you were saying that's so important is um, no, n none of that, like me being a pastor or you using your musical talents to reach people, none, none of those are higher than the other. Like they're all the same because we're all reaching God's people we're all helping them like God does not favor one over the other but rather he he loves that we're just using whatever talents um that he's gifted us that we're using that to help others reach salvation and that we're using them to yeah to just show love towards them and that's also just something that's so important that people need to understand it's like yeah we all have different callings um so just to realize that God does not favor one way over the other. Like in the, in the end, we're all helping each other reach salvation and 
show Jesus through our actions and through through everything that we do. And you know, talking about not you know not we're not all going to get the same answer. We're not all going to get the same method as the other person. And you know, one not being more important than the other. This is all. These are all ways that Jesus is giving us to to serve Him and to pour out to others. I there's this um there's this YouTube channel on YouTube called the Worshipin, and it's these videos of a guy or a girl, I don't know who the actual person producing these is. They use a rubber chicken to make worship <laughs> covers. And it's really like, at first, you might, like, I, I could think it's kind of weird, you know, someone using a rubber chicken to, to do worship covers. But when I saw the first two videos and I started going through the comments, I started seeing people say, I had been feeling so down and this gave me the best laugh I've had in Mm. the previous weeks. You know, thank you for doing this. It made me want to worship God right where I was. Like I started seeing comments like that and you know, who, who was I to think it was such a dumb idea per se? When mm-hmm. in reality, there's actually people being touched by something like this that is allowing them to return their focus to God and receive from God what they hadn't been receiving because they were focused on something else. And yeah. I love the, the story when, when Jesus is entering um, Jerusalem and you, know, you have all these people laying down their robes so that Jesus can pass on the donkey he was riding and, and screaming Hosanna and worshiping. And I remember the, the Pharisees going up to Jesus and saying, tell them to stop, you know. And Jesus is like, who am I to tell them to stop worshiping? You know, if they stop worshiping, the rocks will start worshiping. And, you know, this takes me to that. Like, if we stop worshiping, then a rubber chicken is going to start worshiping, you know. <laughs> and it's all about going to God and worshiping God and receiving his love because someone else is going to be impacted by that love and that's what God wants we're in a world filled with sin and the only answer to getting rid of that sin is God is Jesus his love his sacrifice and there are people out there that either don't know about it or aren't focusing on it and they need that reminder and that help to refocus. And God wants to use us to reach those people, to take care of them. Because by taking care of someone, by doing good acts for someone, by loving someone, we are showing them the love that Jesus has given us. Mm. And what better mission than that? Yeah, 100%. And um, that's why it's so important that we, when God does decide to show us our path and when God, when we're so over, when we are overfilled with that love, it is so important that we, yeah, we let it out, that we experience, we show it to other people because then it could potentially help them understand what God's calling for them is. God 
God ultimately is going to be the one to show them. But we can always be, um, we can always help them get a little, a little more understanding towards it or um, get a better feel for it. So that's why it's always so important that like, we don't stop praising God. We, we um, try to be that role model as in living the way that Jesus did. Um, and seeking his wisdom and everything that we do because it potentially helps other people get closer to God, want to crave and learn more about God and reach their destiny and, and the desires that God has designed for their lives. So I want to um, wanna end our episode today in a prayer and in the hope that we can all realize that even if we're still waiting for an answer from God about what he wants to do with our lives, we can realize with this that even if God hasn't given you the exact answer he's going to give you, just know that it will entail taking care of others and showing others his love. Yeah. And with that, I do want to end it in a prayer. So if we could all join together for, for our final prayer for this episode. God, thank you because you set the perfect example on this earth of what we can do on this earth of being able to give others what you have given to us show others what you have shown to us and pour out to others what you have poured into us and that is your love and your mercy your grace and your truth and i pray for everyone who has not received their answer yet for everyone who does not know what your will for them is in their lives to remind them that your will is pure is perfect and is the right thing for them and that they may trust you in any season of their life that they may trust you even if they're still waiting and that we who you have answered to us may always stick with you always trust in you and always know that there is no better place to go, no better place to be, and no one else we can trust but you. And to trust that you will always give us the right answer, no matter where we find ourselves in life. That the only place to trust is in you. And I pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode. We, we truly appreciate and are blessed by you guys listening to us. Mm-hmm. And we hope that, that this can, can create an impact in your lives. Not because we're the ones saying it, but because we want God to be the one that is illuminating us to be able to give these talks to you guys. Well, we'll catch you guys in two weeks for episode three. We hope that this next episode will also be of great impact, not just to us, but to all of you guys. and. Follow mm-hmm. us on social media to keep, keep up to date with us. We're on Instagram at Jesus Chats. We're on Twitter at Jesus Chats. We have an email, jesuschatspodcast.gmail.com. Or reach out to us individually if you have any questions, want any prayer of any sorts. 
we're here for you guys. We want this to be truly what Jesus calls a family in Christ. So yeah. we, hope you, we hope you guys have a good one, and we'll catch you later. Adios. Bye, guys.